Welcome back to Fitbit Pod post comedy festival, and we have been in the podcast studio a fair bit, and it's nice to be back. And also, it's nice to be with my podcast husband, Dora Jai Singer. Hello, mate. Good to see you. Let's get a cracking. Uh, we have a wonderful guest. Jo- uh, well, originally from Wagga Wagga, but currently joining us from Gladstone, Queensland. Oh, really? Uh, he is, uh, I would say, one of the fastest rising comics in Australia. And uh, people have seen him on the galas. Uh, he's absolutely crushing uh, every stand up spot it is, or as well as have you been paying attention? Please welcome a very funny friend of ours, Dane Simpson. Woo! The ledge. <laughs> Hello, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for taking the time out of the roadshow schedule to chat to us. No, thank you for having me. This is really cool. I appreciate it, man. Now, let's get get, get the ground running with uh, what I wanted to chat to you about is um, you... Uh, What's Queensland people... like? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um it's actually rainy at the moment because I suppose yeah. it's winter. But Look at Queens... the sun that's hitting my Melbourne face here. Look at that. Um, Dan, <laughs> I was going to say the, uh, there's something you do or say every time you and I are on the same lineup when we perform. Yeah. yeah. Could you tell uh, people what that is? <laughs> uh, I look like either Dilrooks before picture or <laughs> over COVID, Dilrooks put it all back on. That's what I've been saying lately. Yes. <laughs> which, yes. is, which is probably one of the nice, like the coolest things to achieve as a comedian. A, being referenced in someone else's joke, but also B, being referenced in such a positive way. Because <laughs> I, I used to do the same thing with a comic named Khalid Kalafella. I don't know if you've ever worked with him, Dane, but he was someone no, I started out with. And, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he, if he was ever on, I'd always say I was, I'm the Jenny Craig before shot of Khalid. <laughs> so, so i do appreciate being referenced but how um how have things been for you in terms of um being back uh, on the road being back on the road and things it just it genuinely feels like we're back you know like it feels yeah. like we're we're doing it again and it, that's really really cool for me you know like i was um i spent covid back in wagga wagga so it was sort of like just away from everyone comedians anyone and everyone um yeah, so it, it feels can good to paint, be hanging out. Dane, can you paint a picture for people who don't know? Where is Wagga Wagga and how big is it? Uh, and Wagga when did Wagga... they add the second Wagga? Was it always just Wagga and then they said, <laughs> we need to double up on the Waggas? <laughs> I, uh, Wagga Wagga is halfway between Sydney and Melbourne, um, like directly between. It's about four and a half hours drive either way yeah. um, to Sydney or Melbourne. Um, yeah, so and it was it's just a way and uh, to to reference the wagga wagga where it comes from it derives from the uh the Baradjuri word and they used to say that the word was a bastardized version of saying wagon and wagon means crow in uh-huh. Baradjuri language right. and to say it twice pluralizes so yeah. wagga wagga means place of many crows so oh, that's how okay. so that's how that works uh, I just thought it was because there was a lot of Italian Greek people in the town. No. <laughs> <laughs> like in in white collar terms, it would be okay. the um the the murder capital if you uh use oh, really? the collective noun. The joke to explain it is there's a lot of crows, so that's a that's a murder of crows. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, You're the second uh, Wagga Wagga guest, <laughs> at least that at least the second guest we know. We have added Michelle uh, Brazier on as well. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So this is that's, great. So. T- 
tell me about this. Let's get into some uh, health and fitness stuff. Uh, you know, you and I love 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 a feed. Whenever you're yeah. in town, well, we think we went for fried chicken a couple of years ago. It was and you you kind of even you were surprised about how much I was eating. Like like there was just almost a whole chicken just for myself. I'm like, yeah, man, order whatever you want, <laughs> but this whole chicken's mine. <laughs> yeah, but um, I was more surprised at Gammy's chicken. I've never eaten it before, and it Literally. was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, so good. I know those fuckers need to start sponsoring me uh, on this podcast. <laughs> I've given them so many shout outs. But, but so now that you're on 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 tour, like, how did you like? So how did you go from COVID? Now, did did you did you like me? Did you stack on any? Did you stack on any weight throughout COVID? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I put on roughly about eight kilos, I think, uh, and I managed to get off six of it during. Uh, Adelaide and Melbourne International Comedy Fest. So okay, well, that's not bad. That's usually so goes the other way around. Let's go step by step. <laughs> yeah. Then what were the what were the vices that kicked in to put on the eight, and then what afterwards? What did you do to you know shave off the six? Um, I think for uh, for the eight, I I don't. I think it was just sort of sitting around. Me and um, I've got a fiance, Eleanor. Congratulations! And, Congratulations! And she's <laughs> and and she's really like into food like really loves really good food mm. and she hates that i blame her but i really eat so much more when we're just hanging out together we just go and eat some really cool food or she'll make some some food and she'll always cook like a gazillion kilos of food mm. um, in anticipation that we'd eat some of it tomorrow or whatever but we don't we but I, yeah i just keep snacking it so you was an experiment that they, yeah <laughs> She's yeah. a feeder. That was yeah. an ex- yeah. That was an experiment that they did with popcorn, where they uh, offered like stale popcorn to uh, moviegoers, um, like it was edible but just really shit. And everyone complained how shit it was free, but um, the people who had the bigger buckets versus the small buckets uh, still ended up eating half. Like no matter what was in front of them, they still ate half of the contents. So that's crazy. It's this concept that like no matter how much what's in front of you, you will eat that portion. So it's almost like concepts like uh, smaller plates and and things like that actually do work because psychologically you're looking at the plate being mostly full and you've finished it. But if it's a smaller plate, you don't realize it was just a half the size that whereas if you had like what we do in Sri Lanka and India, we have a thing called the san, which is where you have this big fucking massive trade that you're meant to kind of share with three or four people but instead it's just like i'll just have that whole thing please that's (laughs) yeah yeah i would do that i would 100 so i like also the fact that you said eleanor hates that you blame her and i'm kind of with her (laughs) (laughs) like like here's the thing i understand that it's so you know she's a temptress in that in that sense the temptress um but uh fucking yeah at some point, you got to go. Well, like this is on me. I have to do this. But that—that's oh. the pro- problem when you live with someone who is like a foodie, or in my case, like you know, like it's like a like a, like a sweet tooth, where it's like, sure. You can have this stuff inside, but don't put it in front of me because I'm like a Labrador and I will just eat it all. So hide it, hide it. And it's kind of funny because there's moments where I know that I'll be like, no more sweets in the house. And then I'll be like, like I'll be like, oh, I need to make pancakes for the kids. And then behind the flower, I'm like, oh, hello. Look at this little caramel koala hiding here all by itself. Oh, koala. You're like hello. taking photos like that after the bushfires where the koala was getting water fed. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hello. And, I, and, I, and sometimes when I do find it, I take a photo 
And then I send it to my partner. I go, worst hiding spot ever. And then she's like, please don't eat it. And the follow-up photo just before she sends a message is me with an empty wrapper. (laughs) I want to read this quote from James Clear that came out the other day. Um, He says, when scientists analyze people who appear to have tremendous self-control, it turns out those individuals aren't all that different from those who are struggling. Instead, quote-unquote, disciplined people are better at structuring their lives in a way that does not require heroic willpower and self-control. In other words, they spend less time in tempting situations. So what you're both saying isn't too far off from the issue, but at the same time, if you do live with someone, what I guess the question is, how do you build the systems around you? Like Ben, for example, you're saying you're trying to get it hidden away. So Dane, what do you get away? What would be the way yeah. to kind of navigate Eleanor's uh, amazing cooking and love of food and your want to try and reduce weight? Because it sounds like when you went on tour, that's when you started losing weight when she's less in town. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what I do is I just, well, the, the ideas that I've had lately is that we can still eat whatever she wants to eat, but I, I feel like, and, and whatever I want to eat, but I just eat less of it. So, um, and also I found that when I eat, um, like what what I would call really light foods, like uh, dumplings, um, your salads, all that type of stuff. Like Wait, Ben, stuff why are you laughing at dumplings? <laughs> would you consider that a light food? Well, like it light, feels lighter than it's, fried chicken and, and, and a palmer. Yeah, you know, really? like light in your tummy. Like it just, you don't dumplings, feel Dumplings, I like... feel like I can't walk after dumplings. Well, that's how many, <laughs> that's because you eat 400. <laughs> There's a big difference. Okay, 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 okay. So, so uh, you have I'm six ca- dumplings. I'm with you. For me, when I think of light, I think of like um, things that aren't fried or things that aren't yeah. heavy on the sweet side. Like yeah. once you goes in, you don't feel a little in- energy drain of the fact that it's actually been processing. Or you don't feel bloated. Yeah. That's where I yeah. usually... Yeah, whereas things like soup and pho and all those types of ones, they have a bit of... I know what you mean by light. Like it's a light yeah. effect. Or even spice. I would say spice. You can have like a really like lean chili food, but it feels like it's hectic on your body. Is that what yeah. you're kind of getting at? Yeah. Yeah, 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 100%. And I, I feel like I'm a better performer for yeah. it. Like when I when I do go on stage and stuff after I've eaten foods like this during the day, I just, I've got way more um, energy and I'm like, rah, on stage. Whereas if I eat a heavy meal, I'm just, I'm a little bit sluggish. I'm a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's better for me to eat these kinds of food. So that's why, and I think when I'm on, um, when I'm at these festivals and I'm eating, like I'll just eat some dumplings during the, and don't get me wrong, I'm having a million beers that night. So it's, it's <laughs> it, <laughs> they're evened out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I just feel a little bit better on stage. I'm just, and I, and I yeah, clearly I, I drop a couple of kilos when I'm doing it for a couple of months. That's so well, bizarre I, because I put on weight in lockdown. Oh, sorry, in um, um, festival time. Because I'm, I'm the same. I, I lost weight in in uh, in uh, in throughout the festival, but purely because I kept myself busy. It's that same thing where it's like yeah. I'm distracted, I'm busy, so therefore I'm not at home cooking, you know, dinner for the kids. Or if I have cooked the dinner for the kids, I feed them early, and usually I would sit down and eat with them. But because I got to go to a show, you just realise that my main big meal was at lunch, and then you know, without realising, you kind of do the the window of fasting without realising, which I always think is yeah. the best way to do it. Uh, for me in particular, but yeah, I do. No- I do notice though if I have carbs, like a big bowl of carbs before a show, 
I just want to have a nap on stage. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I feel like I'm digging myself a hole in this one, but I feel you're in a, um, you're in a very, uh, I'm going to say a position of not, not as you've got kids is what I'm trying to say. Like you've got kids and you've got a, you've got a, you've got other priorities other than yourself. Like you don't get to just go, Oh, hey, I'm going to go for a walk for a couple of hours. So <laughs> look after yourselves, guys. Like, just put a fucking bowl of water on the ground and just make sure that they're fine. Like, you... well, it's funny you say that because I just, just before this podcast, I was like, I called up by the dentist and it's like, okay, are you okay for your appointment on Saturday morning? And I'm like, fuck. I was like, no, I can't. She's like, oh, she's like, you've already rescheduled it three times. I was like, oh, I've got a kid's birthday party. I was like, maybe I can take, maybe I can take him to the dentist. And then go to the kids' party, and the woman, the woman's like, "Let's just reschedule again. <laughs> let's just let's not. Let, I know, I know you feel bad. It's 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 quite common. I was like, okay, so it's like I've rescheduled three times. Okay, here we go. May yeah. the sixth is the next one. Okay, nothing's gonna get in the way. Uh, I even have to book a babysitter, but it's true. But date, as we've talked on this podcast, it isn't an excuse. I've used it as an excuse many a times. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of people who have children who are able to sustain that. We did go out for dinner last night for Mexican, and we, my partner and I, on the way, went past this Pilates class, and they have this all window open. <laughs> we seriously sat there before dinner looking at the Pilates class, and then we're just staring, and we didn't realise it was staring, and the teacher's just looking at us, and my partner's just shaking out, looking, going, look at these people. Look at them look <laughs> after themselves. Look at that. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah, uh, and you know, yeah, I think it's one of those things too where well, I, I don't know. I don't know if I put it as a as a priority. Isn't that weird? Like health, like it it should it should sound like oh that should be your number one thing. But I really, I don't know. I I, I don't care what, enough. We just the, did well, a uh, we just is. we did a Patreon episode uh, yesterday. Uh, which, uh, you know, people who haven't subscribed, check it out, where Ben and I asked us, um, we did a couple's questionnaire and uh, <laughs> where you do something to get, you know, a deeper connection with your couple. And it obviously started as a bit of fun, but it actually got a bit serious. Uh, there was a question, Dane, that said, what, uh, which way do you reckon you will die? Yep. And answering that made me realize how much of my, what I reckon is going to be my undoing is still within my control right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, how- right, really. Well, yeah, it's it's the uh, you know the unhealth. Like I, I have a history of diabetes, family history of diabetes. Both parents yeah. have had, um, you know, heart surgery, bypass surgeries, and all of that shit. And I'm like, well, this is you know, I'm prone to to leaning towards that lifestyle, and yet I have certain habits that I haven't changed enough to prevent that from happening. And it was a really weird thing where when you say you don't care enough, it is. I agree, I'm the same because I'm like the problems of the bad habits that I have right now. The, the negatives don't kick in till you know 20 years time or whatever whereas yeah. if the if the if the problem is immediate you're less likely to do it you know absolutely yeah yeah i i, I totally agree like if how do you were... reckon you're gonna die dane <laughs> oh, maybe same uh, way. yeah some yeah someone realizing that you're aboriginal and not indian and they're mm. like fuck this guy i was about yeah. to <laughs> let's about... get him Let's That's get it. Him. Yeah. How They're dare gonna... he confuse us with his uh, uh, ethnic ambiguity? Yeah, he's yeah. an international student. Is he? I don't <laughs> think he is. It's confusing. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Get him. Um, I feel. 
Yeah, definitely by the cops. If you're no, I can. I, uh... <laughs> statistically, <laughs> statistically by the cops. Wow, that is fucking grim and hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a cop named Diabetes. That's how yeah, I'm going yeah, down. Yeah. But Dave, um, it, it is a good, just a good question when you answer it though, because you said health. It, you, you don't care as much. Is that because you haven't had a big health scare yet? Is that something that you're waiting for? Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe I I, uh, I need either me or maybe somebody immediately. Like all of my family have diabetes, um, similar to what Dill's saying, and uh, I'm the only one that doesn't. Um, and yeah, I I'm prone to it. It's yeah. gonna happen, and yeah. yet I do really nothing to sort of stop it. I I almost feel like. I'm going to get it anyways. Let's get some good years in. <laughs> Might as well get it quicker. Because it is. It, 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 but, but like a friend of mine who, who worked out up in Warburton in, uh, in, uh, in uh, the Northern Territory, he said that it was just a phenomenal. That is, is, all right. Okay. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, so Northern Territory. One? So it's, it's a community. Victoria as well because I was performing in Warburton, Victoria <laughs> no. last Wednesday and I'm like, wait a second. Was I in Northern Territory and didn't realize? But they say. <laughs> They say that the, the the biggest issue out there is diabetes, and especially with those indigenous communities, that it's just rampant through there. That just getting dialysis out there is a huge, huge, huge issue, and that getting the education out there is really struggling. They said it's the number, like one of the number one killers out there, diabetes, which is out- like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Wow. Well. Yeah. In Wagga Wagga, we have like we have centres like you can go and get dialysis and stuff like that. Uh, which I I'm, I shouldn't that shouldn't be an excuse for me. Like, oh yeah, no, it's just down the road, so it's fine. I can walk there. <laughs> like, well, you can walk there until your leg fucking falls off, <laughs> or gets cut off. <laughs> but yeah. but I, I I totally I totally understand because yeah, like th- th- there will be a point where you change it. But then part of you goes, well, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Might as well enjoy it. If I yeah. could, no, I'm not not putting words in your mouth, but. Oh man! Yeah, put I, fucking chocolate. Yeah, you put <laughs> a magnum. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just, it's seriously not something that I sort of um, think. You know what I do think about, and it's, it's not really about health. It's more about moving around, and it, uh, I think about like getting up off the ground. You know, like those exercises where you um. Like, like burpees and yeah. Uh, yeah, just things like that. I do, well, I do some of them when I'm on roadshow and whatever. Because well, I when just, you say I, you don't think about it though, like you obviously there's some kind of a consciousness of it. If you knew that you'd put on eight and you wanted to lose six, or you're talking to Eleanor about that, oh, you know, like it's in yeah. your it's in your consciousness that something you want to change. Or there's a mismatch between what maybe where you want to be versus what you're doing. Does that make sense? Oh, you know, you know what that purely is, and this is just egotistical. I want to look mm-hmm. good on camera. I've been doing yeah. some more um, television lately, and I don't want to be uh, like a really big guy on television. Like, it just... and can I just say, I don't think there's anything wrong with that if that is the impetus that gets you going. Like, I feel like those ones are more powerful because, personally, I know that as we discussed the negatives of putting on weight or eating unhealthily is in the negatives are in the future. It's postponed to when, you know, shit fucking hits. Whereas the benefit of looking after yourself is in the present tense in that sense with, with the telly stuff. So why not use that as a motivator? It's a carrot versus the stick thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. So what? So it was knowing that, say, the gala or whatever is coming up. You're like, oh, okay, I need to. I want to look a bit trimmer for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like we're I'm filming for uh, like a correspondent with the weekly. Oh, um, lovely. And and stuff like that. And I just really want to. You know what? It's sort of like sex sells. You know, the better looking you are, the mm. more you're going to get some television time i think i i know what you mean but i also remember someone telling me uh early on that i'll i won't get on tv because i'm too fat i remember someone who said that to yeah, me and um and i fucking love genuinely that i managed to get on telly uh before i lost the weight like i was on uh you know a regular but a couple of regular tv shows while i was still fat and it was like a big fuck you to to that person who said that, you know, I'm too fat to be yeah, on TV. But you're still a good looking man, regardless of what size you are. Like you're. you're oh, absolutely. So this you. Is, that, that's my point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, and that's no, no, why but... I say that I look like you, bro. That's the. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, but of, in, in, in sincerity, though, I felt like for me, being able to disprove that person by being on telly yeah. uh and actually both those shows were the shows that i got nominated for a logie so fuck you as well on top yeah, of that there you go. <laughs> but i um i also think that once i did that it was almost like subconsciously i'm like well now i know that i'm you know i don't have to lose weight to be on tv i'm already on tv so now i took that like you know as like a bonus to be able to be trimmer on tv does that make any sense like yeah, you yeah absolutely to the, the naysayers that you don't have to be a certain type to be on telly. It's like, I remember talking to Michelle Laurie about it and she loved the fact that, you know, she was not the stereotypical um, lean person that you see on TV. And it's like, in a weird way, almost representing a big bunch of people out there who don't see enough of the people that look like them on telly. Yeah, and oh. Michelle Laurie is absolutely brilliant in everything that Michelle Laurie does. Like, just absolutely incredible podcast uh radio all that type like she's just um so what did you do in uh in terms of burpees and stuff that you're talking about when you're on roadshow do you what what's your do you have a routine and if so what does it look like uh it's just first thing in the morning and don't get me it's very minimal we're gonna get you to do it right now (laughs) (laughs) what's minimal um probably like five or six um I try to get to 10, but genuinely it's, it's just about moving my, my frame around. Like it's just, I I feel, you know, when you limp for no reason, (laughs) I'm like, why do I do that? Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Because people forget you're quite tall. You're you're a big guy. Like I think you're taller than me. I think I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Like how tall are you? Uh, I'm six one. Six months. So yeah. So it's like, and and you got a big frame. So I, I get it. Because do you ever wake up in the morning and you ever stiff? Do you ever have that thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like and it's crazy. Semi boner. <laughs> in the leg though. <laughs> in the, in um, the leg. Uh, yeah, it's so weird. And then, yeah, and that's why I just started doing it. It's just to move around and to and just to get up. that body sort of going. Yeah. And then I feel fine for the day. Um, but yeah, sometimes we walk a little bit further than I expect and I start to limp and I go, my knee doesn't hurt. 
I'm just limping because I don't yeah. know. Well, it's it's funny because even when you put on a bit of weight and then you change your movement. So for, so for instance, I took my son to a soccer class and in the end he didn't really like it. So we went, oh, you know, we'll just go to the soccer oval. Now, I haven't properly kicked a soccer ball, like a little bit of kick to kick, but we had a big goal there. So we're running around, we're doing drills. And that night, both my ankles were like, <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so, mate. I don't know what you think you can do. Just like, and I was yeah. like, you know, doing corners going, mate, mate, bloody, look who's back, Ronaldo from Brunswick. Here we go. And I was like, nah, <laughs> nah. The ankles are like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And Very I was like, low messy. Like that. Ooh, I like to, I do I do like that one but hey there's rumors out there Dave there's rumors that they're bringing back um uh, biggest loser biggest loser celebrity so hey sign up you could just shave it all up in in 6 weeks in, in a horrible reality show that's and a, then be... put it back and then some after fucking your metabolism for <laughs> yes and then, and I, then um... weigh in and go is it a weekly no it isn't <laughs> So no. you, you you know how much I I I, I love um, doing I have you know telly and things like that uh, yep. and there's very little that I'd say no to but biggest loser if if I was big I would absolutely say no to purely because they finally have enough research on the contestants uh, they studied them ten years after they you know they watched the the changes ten years on and the rapid weight loss is so intense that the metabolism it gets permanently fucked. So say you, so I'm throwing big numbers for the sake of it, right? Say you're um, 500 kilos, you got down to 400 or whatever. The drop is so intense for the body because say to maintain 500 kilos, you had to eat like, I don't know, 10,000 calories, let's just say, right? Yep. But to get down to 100 to drop that, you'd have to get, you know, reduce their metabolism to like, I don't know. Um, 500. 2,500, you die. 2,000 <laughs> calories, right? right? Let's say. Um, or whatever, 1,500. But when, in order for them to maintain that level of, uh, I'd say, weight loss at like 100 kilos or whatever, if they want to maintain that, the body is so scared that they're in fasting mode all the time that in order for them to maintain 100, it has to be like 500 kilos. You know what I mean? Like as Ben said, and working yeah. out constantly. Like um, it really wrecks them because it went from thinking that, oh, this is our standard, you know, 10,000 calories a day, and then when you rapidly change it, it's like, oh, my God, wait, wait, where did the food go? It's so afraid of it that the body literally retains every little bit to try and put you back on that because it wasn't a gradual drop. So wow. I'm appealing to everyone out there. <laughs> find other ways to, 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 to be on telly. Don't do Biggest Loser. Biggest Loser genuinely fucks for your life. And all I'm saying is, okay, you know what? If you're going to do it. Google it. Just do your own yeah, research yeah. and see what happens to the actual contestants because they don't show that side of it. They only show no, you the rapid loss. And also what they don't tell you is that when they do the big wanes at the end, they have bull clips that pull their skin back to make them seem more it's true. It's true. Oh, snap. Yeah, That's it, crazy. It, it's insane. Those weight loss. I mean, now and now they're, they're, they're coming last, but there is rumors, you know, because they rehash all those reality shows. But any reality show, it's always, you know, it's always smoke and mirrors. And, you know, and, and with the biggest, you'll need a backstory, mate. You'll need a backstory. Yeah. And you need one that's pretty uh, brutal. Uh, and then if you don't have one, make it up. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't right. think made it up for biggest loser. Yeah, mate. It is. Yeah. What people do to get on television is. I should, I should make up. I should have made something up for the jungle. I didn't have enough of a story in there. That was yeah, what, totally. Too, I should have been like, yeah. yeah, you know, like this. Is the, the plane crashed and then you swam the rest of the way here. <laughs> <laughs> like anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Dave, so, Dave, so how long are you going to be on tour for this time? Uh, I've still got another couple of weeks to go on Roadshow, and then I head back home uh, to Wagga for a little while, and then I'm back on Roadshow again. Because old... you're, you're in an interesting point of view where it's like you can't, because you're not that often in Wagga and you're on tour quite a lot of the time, it's not like you can join a class or anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or, or have, you, have you joined a gym at all? Uh, that's that's what's so strange is that before I started doing comedy, um, I was really into CrossFit, like really heavily into CrossFit. Right. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, back in 2015 uh, is when I were finished. You t- uh, were you in good nick then? Yeah, yeah, quite quite good nick and uh, hitting those real like personal goals of because I, I was into CrossFit for about a year and a bit. Um, right. What was it, it about it that you liked? I, I genuinely liked about getting getting really fit really quickly, um, yeah. and then I and then I really got into um, how much weight I could lift. But oh, but nice. I but I felt safe. You know, like I, I love that the um, particularly the CrossFit that I was going to, the the um, guy that would teach you about all the weightlifting and stuff was so adamant about keeping people safe that he would quite literally run over to you and go, put it down. You're not That's doing great. it. That's right. great. There needs to be more so of that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and- he was the greatest, like greatest guy to teach how to get fit. And he told me everything about like when I first started and I was like, I'm really sore in my arms. And he said, okay, so what's going on is there's little tears in your muscles and they're healing at the moment. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to do like a little, um, we're going to grab some rope and we're going to move it around so we can still move your arm without making those tears worse. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, like he wow. would just really talk to me about like what was going on and it just made me feel smarter, but also more empowered. And then the more stronger I got, the more I felt like I was like, oh, I think I know what's going on with my body. And you're making you know? progress, and also yeah, you're in tune yeah. with your actual body in that sense. Did, did you get him? Great. Did you get involved in the CrossFit community? Did it get a bit culty? Did you did you did you make no. some friends? Did you go out? Did you compare abs? No, <laughs> no, not at all. I I I went there with mates, and so ah, we were okay. we were all having like a really good time, and it was really fun. I'm going to pull yeah. you up on that, Ben. What do you mean by like culty? Because that sounds like you have some stories. Yeah, no. So a friend of mine uh, did CrossFit, and he really wanted to be part of it, but he felt somewhat excluded because everyone was part of it they'd go out drinking they'd go out it was a real, a real sense of community but because he just wanted to do his thing and leave he felt a bit ostracized he's like oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy you know i'm partial to a, a high five here like oh, i am but then because he didn't do all the other external things and then they were all reaching for goals he, he felt somewhat excluded but he did go to one where it was like it was super super intense you know what i mean and well- it, and also one of those CrossFit ones, I don't know if you've seen this, is where they do it in the evening and then it becomes sort of like a, they'll have like drinks afterwards. It becomes a real social event, probably focusing on people in their mid-20s, maybe to their mid-30s, and he was a bit older. So I think that's where maybe that fit in. But Well, yeah, kind of that's why I wanted to pull you up on it because it's almost like, you know, that might be 
I, that might not be a problem with CrossFit. That might be just in the particular gym that he was at. Or also it might be like where certain people who are listening might be like, oh, I'd actually like that. I'd like to go and be part of a community because totally. we both know that like one of the biggest benefits or biggest sustainable things is doing something where there's an external reason to do it, whether it's catching up with a mate, going for a ride with a mate or whatever. And the ben- the bonus is the weight loss or the, the, the exercise or whatever. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like necessarily the idea of perpetuating that it's a cult without any actual you know uh, I, 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 look, I am drawing it I, I did work on ninja warrior and i did meet a lot of crossfit people so mm. i am drawing conclusions that they are all wankers <laughs> but they are not so uh. <laughs> oh but don't don't um sell yourself short there are some wankers in crossfit like it does it does get to that um that point but there's there's wankers in all of that type of stuff yeah there's wankers I, I in feel... running. There's wankers in uh, and also there's probably and wankers in tap dancing. The absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but uh, but then it's also that thing where it's like you know also people you know because once you start getting fit and your body starts changing, you also uh, find this uh, maybe a level of confidence that you've never had before, and you don't know how to manage that. That's what yeah, like yeah. that was a good like a good point of view. Where you're like, oh yeah, like you might might come across as abrupt or somewhat arrogant, but it's just them learning how well, to fit in this new body and this new mind. Well, I just would think that's why I guess I'm a little bit more sensitive to that sort of stuff because it's almost like, you know, for years it was easier to just talk shit about the things that you're not doing just because you're not doing it. And if someone's finding benefit and actually doing something that is, uh, you know, making their life better and maybe healthier, who the fuck is anyone to tell them, you know, like shame them for it or call them cult or call them arrogant? You know what I mean? I'm like, if that's what you're, that's what you need to do or be part of in order to push yourself to be a better person or a better healthier person for your family and all that it's i i want to start to get comfortable with not shaming because i, I think even in my cheat day show i had a little gag about f45 and i was like oh, yeah. you know uh, in the first week and i took it out because i'm like look if someone else is out there who loves f45 and enjoys the idea of you know being on social media and all that let them do it like who am i to just because i'm a comedian make fun of that do you know what i mean like yeah. it's like yeah. we've all been in a situation where you're, you're really into something and it brings you joy, but everyone around you is judging you for it or your family is judging you for it. Like, no, this is what I have to do in order to not fucking die early. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 totally, I totally agree because I had an example of that where there was one comedian who was going, uh, this guy, this guy, he, was clear, he said he was a bodybuilder and then he was making fun of him that, you know, like, you know, that, you know, not insinuating that he doesn't have any brains or stuff that, you know, it's just all that. But I remember coming out after him and then just going, I just look at him and go, Oh my God, your work ethic must be phenomenal. If you can put all that time and energy and then have that results, I was like, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. I'm the I'm the complete opposite. I was like, go you, go you, yeah. good thing. Mm. Because I think we, yeah. we're, we're getting good as a society of not fat shaming, but we're really starting to do a lot of fit shaming, like just shaming people <laughs> for wanting to be healthier. That's it's so like true. Just, because fit it's shaming. Like, yeah. I love it. Because instead of trying to like change your life, it's easier to bring other people down to your level. You know what I mean? It's easier to say, fuck anyone who's doing a marathon. It's like, well, why? Just because you're not doing it doesn't mean you're weaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Which yeah. is a similar so thing I, when we quit alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it becomes yeah. a mirror to someone else. But Yeah, yeah for- exactly. So yeah, I'm just a bit more sensitive to that stuff now than, you know, I was maybe a year or two ago. But yeah, so Dane, so you did a year and a half of CrossFit. And so you had a lot of benefit from it. And so what made you yeah. stop? You said it was gigging, is it? Yeah, I went on I went on the uh, Aboriginal Comedy All-Stars tour 
and well, how did um, they feel having an Indian perform? <laughs> <laughs> opening for them. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> just this, um, it was, it was what, and what was crazy, and and this is really it. This is gonna, um, I think, really strike a chord with. Um, Oh, funny enough, Indian people would be would be very <laughs> close to this, but the um, the fact that they charged me for two months while I was on the road, when I told them to pause my payments, uh-huh. yes, and they that they charged me for a month, and then I rang them and said you've charged me for a month, and then they went oh sorry yeah we'll stop it, and then they charged me another month, and then. I got really, really shitty, and when I went back home, I wouldn't go to the gym to um to yeah. teach them a lesson. But did they keep charging um, you? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I quite literally they um, keep charging you. I I quite literally like put a stop to my bank account. Like they had to. Like, I I went. Do not pay these people any more money. Um, did you get it? And then yeah. No, I I was like sending them emails and messages and everything, just going pay me back because this is because it's a lot uh, of money to go to CrossFit. Hey, this is, quite is like firing off so. all my rage centers because um, I hate when people take advantage of um, uh, other people's difficulty in admin. Like fitness centers in particular, gyms and whatnot are really fucking smart at saying you know finding ways to delay your cancellations it's phenomenal. and phenomenal like that they really figure out a model there's yeah. an episode of friends where uh, Chandler is desperate to try and quit the gym and he can't quit the gym like and literally Ross and him have to finally cancel their bank account yeah. in order to <laughs> prevent the money from going out yeah. so that's what and, it reminds me and the trick is what they do is they also say that of course you've got to give notice before the payments stop but what they don't put in and I've experienced this in the contract they say ah oh, but you've got to give two weeks notice and so that two weeks in some cases three weeks so either yeah. way when you give notice you the chances are you know you know because there's you know four weeks in a month that you still will do that original payment even though you've given notice so they will always get an extra month on top of you after you've given notice it's shit like that where you're like why can't you yeah. just do it now it's all they try- i've given you give it a week give it three days whatever and then they'll be like oh no we didn't process it oh then we did it and then before you know it and it adds up and then you're like well what am i going to take them yeah. to court no i'm not going to take them to court am i going to leave a bad no. google review yeah but there's them just sucking enough money out at the end to go oh well, it was worth it yeah, wonder, yeah. You know, with, with telecommunications, uh, with Telstra and Optus and all those kind of like ones that would whack on fees, I used to have a lot of benefit with the telecommunications ombudsman. Basically, you go to them, you call them up, say, this is what's happened. They've charged me a fee that I think is unreasonable. And they'll hear you out and they're like, cool, all right, here's this reference number. And as soon as you call the you know, Telstra again, say, all right, I have a reference from the ombudsman. They're like, all right, we'll, we'll clear it up because... Something like as soon as there's an open case or whatever, it costs them money to keep that not addressed. So while you might not be able to necessarily take them court or why it oh, might be okay. expensive, having an ombudsman, a in, uh, a governing body to make sure that things like, you know, consumer affairs and all those things are in order uh, might be beneficial. So I don't know who the version of that is for a gym membership, but I feel like there is got to be some kind of uh, uh, service out there, like legal, free legal aid or something like that. Well, At least there- they'll tell you which yeah. way to go about it. 
But also, there's like that, 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 there is something like that. Uh, but also, the, the a friend of mine was saying the best way to do it is to either hit social media hard if you've got a big following, because there's nothing worse than getting bad reviews. Then it'll stop customers going, and then they might listen. But the fact that you have to go to that extreme is fucking bullshit. Because the whole point of going to that gym was to feel good, and by the time you leave, you feel worse because they're fucking stiffed you money. Yeah. So Dan, this happened in 2016, right? 2015. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this we 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 would have looked quite alike yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to put out a picture of you uh, and say this is me back in 2016 in Wagga Wagga? I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll I'll transfer That's... the money. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so from uh, from deadly fine. So you stop, would be. You step, yeah. And so, what were you like in terms of uh, childhood? Were you an active kid and like high school and stuff? Did you do sports? Uh, not really. Um, I was a bit of a lengthy kid. Um, I was, a, I was, I suppose I was a bit of a chubby kid in primary school. And then, uh, I sort of grew taller in high school. Um, I was never really like super fit or anything like that. My, my best mate was like a real fit guy. Um, so, and then, so I, I really went along to things with him because um, he was really into athletics and, and all that type of stuff. He was a runner. So, um, yeah, and he really taught me how to just get into running and, and whatnot nope. like did that. Did it freeze for you, Ben? Yeah, it did. It did. Oh, okay. Let's we'll for him. It's a great photo, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting screenshot. Uh, let me just mark that down. Fuck. <laughs> I should have said that Michelle Laurie bit. I've got to cut that bit out. Fuck. Um, there he is. Hey, he's back. There we go. All right, cool. So, so he was a bit of a runner. So his friend was a runner. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a runner. Yeah, and it was just really fun to um, be, I don't know, active with him, with a, with a friend of mine. Um, he, was a, he was a sprinter, um, but then I really got into long distance sort of stuff. And when I say that, I mean four hundred meters. Not. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, that's, so good. <laughs> but that was a long way. <laughs> and then is um, he is is that man of yours? He's still fit now. Uh yeah yeah he's still fit. He's a very very fit man. He he played for um like the like uh, rugby league. So and he was in the in the rugby league teams. You know like playing under undergrades. So it was um. Yeah, it was. He was very, very fit. Well, he still is, um, and and yeah, and he was also the guy that got me into CrossFit as well. I was fairly fit up until I was about twenty, twenty one, and then I broke my ankle, and then I sort of stopped, stopped playing oh, sports. How did and you then, break uh, it? Uh, footy. Just I played. I played every code on the weekend from Friday through to Sunday. I'd play, I'd be playing a game of footy. Um, so rugby and would, AFL. Rugby AFL touch. Uh, yeah. And it was, it was awesome. Like I loved it. Um, and then, yeah. And then I broke my ankle and then I, I kept eating cause I ate so much food as a, as a teenager. Um, and I still ate the same amount of food, but I wasn't going to training any day and just, yeah, just stacked it on fairly quickly. And, and when you, and did you roll it and then snapped it or was it like, yeah, yeah. Roll it and snapped it. I've still got a plate in it. Um, <sighs> With screws and stuff in there, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt or anything. Like it's it's fine. Um, and have you ever rolled yeah. it again since the plate went in? No, nah, no. Nah, it's it's yeah. 
It's been fine. I've never really had it. Because I've heard this, because I've got a really dodgy left ankle that it's just rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled and there's no more ligaments left. But there is talk about oh. you can put a plate, in, a plate into it and then that it'll stop it from rolling. You'll just fall over rather than roll. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. No, you might smash lo- your head and get a concussion, but at least your ankle's fine. <laughs> that's, a, that's what they're looking for you to do, bro. I'm pretty sure the doctor's trying to take you out. Take you, take, oh, I just, yeah, ankles, they're the worst, especially when you're a big guy. When you go through them, you really go through them. Yeah. Well, ankles, yeah. Um. <laughs> So what about like in terms of when you say you were a big hit as a kid and stuff like that, that diet, I mean, like what are your favorite kind of vices? What are your go-to like these days, especially? So beer is something you said, alcohol is something you love. Yeah. 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 I love having a beer um, and having a laugh and stuff. I, I think uh, I love chalky, like Oof. just, just plain dairy Cadbury's. milk chocolate. Yeah. Cadbury, <laughs> a block. Like I will smash Half a block, easy, you know. Like a um, half a kilo in... block. Uh, no, 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 no. What's what's the what's the normal block? What's the? I reckon it's about, no. about three fifty, isn't it? That's the one. That's just one sitting for me. What do you mean half? <laughs> what kind of fucking what? It, what kind of fasting are you on, mate? When you're having uh, half a job? <laughs> you mean those of... square ones? You the know, square like ones the... from the supermarket. Yeah, yeah the yeah. rectangular ones. Yeah, you don't even like break it. You just bite into it like it's a fucking. <laughs> Like it's a fucking crosscut. <laughs> I do like I, I I like doing that. I feel like I get a bit of a rush when I go across all the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, what's your go to? What's your go to flavor day when you go to pick it? If you can pick any, which one is it? Uh, I genuinely just plain, just just yeah. a plain average day. And if I if I'm feeling like switching it up, I'll get some hazelnut. Ooh, but, fancy. Yeah. What about white chocolate? Do you fuck with white chocolate? <laughs> uh, every now and again. Um, yeah. I've got enough whiteness in my yeah. fiance. Yeah, she's so white, so that's it. fine. I yeah. don't need it in chocolate. Yes. <laughs> she's sweet just, enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, And then she looks at you and goes, all right, no more curry for me. I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put away yeah. the puffer dumps, darling. <laughs> so, uh, Chucky, Chucky is the big one, right? What about uh, savory food? Um, whoa, what is with savory food? I love, uh, I do have some chips from time yeah. to time. Um, yeah, I'm not, not overly snacky. I am sometimes at night time, but not overly. I just, yeah, I like Doritos. Um, big in my and, family and, and plain Pringles, just the yeah. original Pringles. Uh, um, That's, something I, I'm, I'm disgusting you, my brother. I I love plain stuff. Like what? I love disgusting. It's amazing. I was I was like I literally had plain Pringles the other day at the comedy store because I double parked. I had sour cream and uh, plain, and I had a soda water. I didn't know what to do, so I just ho- like ho- heaved down <laughs> that sour cream <laughs> and used the the sour cream tin as a stubby holder for my soda water. And I was just right. walking around right. with that. So no, no, you're in the right zone here. Plain is fine. Um, hey, we, we only have a little bit of time left. Yeah. But I wanted to round off with um, something quite sincere that you're like, when, when I think of you, Daniel, I always think of, oh, this guy's so kind, so giving, so enthusiastic and joyous about everything that we have. Um, just your vibe is great. And maybe yeah. oh, there's only maybe one person that I've heard you speak negatively about, and it was really validating because I didn't like that person either. And it was just <laughs> like, oh, cool. If Dane 
thinks that that person is no good. <laughs> Fuck, it's fine that they don't, you know, that, that I'm, I feel the same way. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, you're my like barometer for like kindness in a way. And if someone slighted you, they must be an absolute dead shit cunt, right? But um, yeah. so I, I, I love that about you. I guess what I wanted to ask you is that attitude of being so positive and stuff. Is that something you've always carried? Is it something you work on? Do you have, do you have things like, you know, things that you do consciously or actively to put you in a headspace that is a lot more, uh, you know, um, grateful and less, you know, entitled or egotistical? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do. I do like to, um, like it is good to be kind. And I also think like if you, you treat people the way that you want to be treated, but I also feel like there's this, um, thing that somebody said to me once that be the person that you wish you had when you were, I don't know, coming up through comedy or when you were doing whatever you want to do in life. Um, and I, I just, I always think about that. And I, I just think it's really important to like help other people just be happy. You know what I mean? Like, it, and how cool is that to, to be in a position? We're always in a position to make other people happy. Like there's no, even it's if it's job. just a, sometimes you can just buy someone a Mars bar and that'll just make their fucking day. And how cool is that, that you can afford a dollar sixty or whatever for a Mars bar and just absolutely change somebody's whole day um yeah and also show appreciation it's important to be we're very quick to be negative sometimes like you know like um oh i didn't like this service at this cafe but i think it's very important to be at that cafe and get good service and go hey you did really good service for me today um and do you say it dad do you say it to them yeah absolutely but you know what the best thing is is and this is crazy um you go to like uh, go to JB Hi-Fi, right? And you you buy whatever it is that you want to buy, and you get absolutely great customer service. Somebody helps you; they explain so much to you. You get all of this stuff. You go on their website and say, "I I'd like to give good feedback on this person." Blah blah blah. Nine times out of ten, they send you like a gift voucher or or a yeah. um, something, and they say, "Thanks for giving us feedback about our our service." Um, I've done it with everything, with even alcohol, where uh, I've rang them drunk and, and gave them feedback. <laughs> Can you please tell Mr. Carlton Draft that you're doing a great job, Mr. Carlton? <laughs> I, got, I got really, really intoxicated on a, on a vodka once, and I remember reading the can, and there was a number on it, and I rang them drunkenly. <laughs> I don't remember ringing them. And then I got a Love message it. on the Tuesday. Um, well, they rang me back and they just said, oh, we, we appreciate your feedback, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't remember that. And they played me my, my recording and I was so embarrassed. Um, but then they said, we're going to give you a, a gift voucher for a bottle mart to go and buy another carton. Brilliant. That's brilliant. I love that. You got to tell people if you're really enjoying them, if you really appreciate them, you got to tell them. It's great because we Man, know how it feels when people message us or whatever to say, "Hey, that podcast was great," yeah. or "Hey, that stand-up show was amazing." Yeah, you're right. There needs to be. More. I, I I I did it recently. I've been seeing some specialists, uh, and there was one receptionist. There was a receptionist, and I went to the specialist, and then afterwards I said there twice, and I just I just but I had that feeling like God, she's just so lovely, she's so calming, and I just I just said to her, I said, "Hey, so I want to let you know your manner is." 
is amazing. You felt me, made me feel really comfortable. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And she was just like, oh, oh. Like, and you know, like at first people find it hard to take a compliment, but it's just like, I just like, I wanted her to know, like, yeah, specialist is no, I can't, I can't email, but I was like, well, well of course I'm going to tell you. Like, yeah, I- it's kind of funny so, yeah. i do that with the uh, weight stuff and um you know and i've done it a couple of times where if i can see that they're uh, especially at the adelaide fringe i remember there was this one uh, particular stall they were doing donuts and they were getting smashed but every single customer that would pop up this this girl would be like hey thanks so much for coming what good can i get you like she didn't drop the enthusiasm right and there's this one particular waitress here in melbourne that i remember was just like nailing it i was loving it, it was so good and i said to you i said hey by the way can i just say you're doing such a great job because as soon as i walked in i felt really welcome and i'm in really good like you know and you really looked it's really great and it was complimentary and she said oh that's really sweet thank you so much and then this weird insecurity of mine kicked in where i thought she might think i'm hitting on her and I was like, and I was like, oh, uh, my, my girlfriend's a waitress. And, you know, she just tells me how, you know, my, how tough my, my name's days Dan, are. My name's Dan Simpson. Anyway, I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah. So it's so funny that I qualify the compliment now by saying I have a partner just so that I feel less insecure about complimenting someone who happens to be good looking. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, she's probably getting hit on all the time. I'm just creating unnecessary stories in my head just because of my own fucking baggage and insecurities. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see somebody who you've just given a compliment to going, you are absolutely amazing. Like, well done. And then they later see you on a tram praising someone else. And then they're like, <laughs> Oh, he just does that. He just, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. he just walks around Melbourne, just complimenting everyone that he interacts with. Which is great. Uh, you know what I mean? I, Pay it forward. <laughs> just keep going. But I do, I, and I, I do make a conscious effort of not doing it, but also doing it in front of kids. Cause I, I want the kids to also know that it's okay to, to do that. You know, that it's actually a good thing to do, that it's part of their repertoire. Mm-hmm. I, I took the, uh, Wagga Wagga people to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival this year and we ran a show and did a show called The Best of Wagga Wagga and just trying to teach them how to do the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Like right. I, I I was lucky to have uh, somebody help me first do the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and I felt like that was really a, um, a turning point for me in my career Like because I didn't actually think that I could do this for a career at that point. And then when, I, when we did this show and we had some sellout shows and I, it just inspired me to keep going. And I was like, oh, this is actually, this could be a thing. And, and it turned out that it was, you know? So it's, it's, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm really sort of, uh, yeah, very, very passionate about. Like, um, That's wonderful, man. And I also think that um, something you said to me, I think when you first did the gala is that, that, you know, growing up, you didn't see, you know, people of color, uh, you know, indigenous people on the gala and the idea that and you still got inspired, you and your brothers and all of that would watch the show and love it. And I just loved hearing you tell me about how, you know, it's exciting to think that maybe there are like indigenous kids now watching you going, hey, there's someone like me. I can do this, too. So they were even saying that at Deadly Funny. They were like, oh, you were like this black fella that we've seen on on the gala uh, on Have You Been Paying Attention? And I'm just like, yeah, that's that's me. And they're like, yeah, it's cool. We all sat around. We're just like black fellas on. And I'm just like, this is so cool. Yeah, man, that's amazing. All amazing. those people, their names were like Ranjit and uh, Sanjay and <laughs> Dilip. <laughs> all the Indians. <laughs> um, 
All right, mate. Well, we need to wrap up. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. You're such a wonderful person and great comedian. And I urge people to check you out whenever they get a chance. Where can people find stuff about you? What's the best place to? Yeah. Oh, go on, go on my Facebook. Go on, Dan Simpson. Look for the blue tick. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah, bruh. Um, yeah. And, and then I'll have my link trays there. You can check out any shows that I'm, that's got coming up, but I'm, I'm doing a show this year called Didgeridoozy. So nice. be on the lookout for it. <laughs> lovely, lovely, so lovely. Good. Love a pun. Patreon, Fitbit, patreon.com slash Fitbit pod, I believe is the Patreon Yeah, we link. just uh, released a, a hilarious episode with our good mate Lemo, which yeah. uh, I have listened back to again. Uh, absolutely hilarious, all about the Guinness it's, Book of Records. It's a genuine belter. It's a the genuine topic, uh, belter. Uh, so, it's a uh, topic is uh, Guinness World Book of uh, Records, <laughs> and it is fascinating. A, how many weird records out there, but B, how many Limo remembers off the top of his head? Incredible. Just, uh, so that's that. And then uh, also Dilruk J uh, on Instagram to check me out or DilrukJ.com for all my tour details. I'm going to be in Brisbane, not officially announced yet, but Fitbit, you guys get to know earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's called Back in Brisness. <laughs> and, uh, Another pun. <laughs> I love a pun. And that means that's the first time I'm doing a show that's exclusively for that town. You know what I mean? I haven't, you know, I've never had a show which I usually pick a tour title that's generic across all the states. But this is the one I'm like, you know what? Brisbane saw Victorious Line last year. You're getting a you're getting a special show, Brisbane. So yeah, check us out. Uh and uh, you know, f- uh Matt Stacks with Ed Cavalier and I, where we do we talk uh financial fitness. So Why make sure you check this. that out as well. Um, I'm Ben Lomas Comic on the Instagram, and we love hearing your messages. And we thank you for listening. And please share the pod. Uh, and, you know, it's that time of the year as well. Where that, of course, we're putting out content. Doesn't hurt to do a little review on iTunes. Always helps us along the way. Dane, thank you very much for being here. And we'll see you all next week. All right. Thank you, everyone. Love you all. Bye.